dinosaurs. Hey, you like Pez? It looks like that has Heaney from the boundary line. He's an expert at these. Hello and welcome to Behind the Boundary Podcast. I'm your host, Pez. I'm here with Source. Uh, we just finished round 14, Source, and there's uh, some huge things to come out in the footy world, and it's not anything to do with the footy. It's to do with a, a pretty awful footy club, and uh, you may have seen it, but the uh, the Bombers I knew are, this was coming. <laughs> are looking to uh, change the logo up, uh, and there's been some interesting uh, conversations around workplaces and on Twitter and on social media, and I just wanted to hear your stance about the offensive uh, bomber plane in the in the Essendon logo. Uh, I haven't looked into it uh, any in real depth because I don't care. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, if we're looking at the actual aspect of uh, Essendon being the, the football club, the history, yes, I know what the logo looks like. <laughs> Thank you no, for putting it up on the screen. It's not the only one I've got to show you. Um, you know, I, 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 I like the tradition of it. I think it's nice and basic. Um, I mean, I understand the, 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 you know, the tradition behind it, which is good. Um, but, you know, hist- historically, football is a... A sport that generally uh, harps on about history when it suits them and <laughs> making changes uh, at other times. So, well, it's strange that they just celebrated their history with uh, the sixteen premiership cups against Carlton, and then now they're going. Oh, it might be a little bit too offensive to uh, some people, so we're going to get rid of the plane. Uh, and when I was involved in a conversation, I was just throwing the uh, the lure out there, throwing the bait out because there was a couple of Essendon members in there, and they were very adamant. They they tried to ring the club this morning. Uh, they're going to be ringing the club on, Sorry, on Monday morning. That, yeah? No, I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding because they shouldn't hire a consultant. They should uh, consult their members and send an email out to them first, which uh, I guess it, it could be there, but there's been a lot of uh, nice logos going around on Twitter on, anyway as on, well. On the list of issues with the Essendon Football Club, the logo is <laughs> the least of their worries. Which is one of my beliefs. I think because they haven't won a final since 2004, they've been relevant. a really mediocre club. I think they're just going, you know what? We're, we're sitting in the eight at the moment and we're just going to you know, give the backhand and just distract everyone from the last uh, 20 years, just in case we don't win a final again this year because uh, <laughs> that joke will continue to happen. I think I'd be more inclined to, to agree with the... Uh, overhaul of the logo if for example they uh, went at the start of the season and said you know what we need to change the culture of the club we need to do something radical you're not going to you know you know you're not going to adjust the the um the jersey the colors the bomber you can make slight changes like brisbane lions did when they started um you know uh, competing again they went through that rebuild they changed the lions the way the lion was facing to face forward because that's standing where they, up yep, standing, standing up down. you know it's a small little change um that well, you could make to to, to rebrand and, and redo your culture but West Coast have been changes. You got, mid, you got Carlton after <laughs> after you've just demonstrated your, your sixteen premierships on uh, against Carlton. It's it's a bit ridiculous. A bit but ridiculous. Um, here we go. You've got uh, this one here. Oh, I don't mind that one actually. It's a you like that a nice little uh, a plane pointing upwards. Where they're ready for takeoff. Looks the like the bombers tick. fly up. It looks like a tick there. So I'm I not sure. It looks like a dick. <laughs> you need to go check that. Get that checked out. One of their older ones with the the old cartoon bomber plane from the early two thousands. Oh, I don't uh, mind that. Back on the emblem there. You got the VFL one with the old the old bomber plane, but all these, I guess the the plane's the one that's offensive. So, so. but for me, if the if the plane is what's offensive, then surely bomber 
as well. So if you're looking it, exactly. at if you look at it for the you know, M- so just put the pilot in. But if you look at it like the American sports, you know, the Cleveland Indians, you looked at the Washington Redskins, and they changed it because that's obviously what, that's the what I brought up today. Connotations yeah. with the um, um, American Indians and the cultural and the native and dis- being disrespectful. If that's the case, then the, the whole the bomber has to change itself. The name of bomber, if the that's name, what's offensive, the song, see the bombers, the fly logo, up. yeah. All of those things yeah, would have to change because you can't just change the plane and then leave the the nickname and the thing. Yeah, like if it, it still it, means the same thing. Yeah, if it's a, if, if if it's the plane is offensive, then the the tag name bomber is offensive, um, and that's why Geelong got rid of Bomber Thompson. It was just too offensive, and then <laughs> <laughs> he went to the bombers, and then uh, he, he stuffed see, them. See what happens? So oh, I did see one really good one. It was an old clip art of a just a syringe with a little bit oh. of uh, red in the needles sticking oh, out. So that could yeah, be a you've part got of the your jab in there, Pierce. <laughs> <laughs> right. That could be a part of it, couldn't it? It could be, but um, it was it was a big week of football, and it. it we need to get it. I'm going to move on very quickly and swiftly with that one. But I think that, as we said, if, if they're going to look at that and the proposed changing of the, the, the logo and it is offensive, it is deemed offensive, then Essendon fans, unfortunately, have to acknowledge their history, suck it up and be progressive and move forward. Whether or not it, it is not um, uh, offensive or not, that's that's on, I guess, the, the world to decide. I think it's pretty offensive to their supporters that they haven't won a final since 2004, so maybe worry about the footy. You are, you are fishing all over Pez tonight. Uh, but there was some great, you know, we, we, we had the, the uh, buy round of football. There was some absolute cracking games of football. Um, you know, we, we, I think we should just get straight into it, Pez, unless there's anything else that you, you want to talk to? Uh, yeah, just uh, a, a couple of really good results for a couple of clubs with the Giants absolutely smashing Fremantle. You had Richmond uh, winning Cochin's 300th, so that was a really big thing. They actually had a, a brand spanking mascot. They've got the, the male tiger, they've got the female tiger. They had an actual Trent Cochin person type mascot thing on on Saturday night in the rain, so uh, that was very good to see. And um, everything else happened in Carlton. Are back. We're back, baby. Carlton above the Suns, winning by fifty nine points. And last time they beat the Suns, or a couple of years ago, Patrick Cripps walked into the rooms oh, and goes, exactly. "We're back, baby." So I wonder if he did it again on It was uh, more Sunday. than a couple of years ago. It was like 2007, wasn't it? He's no. <laughs> <laughs> not been around since then. I think it might have been 2019 or yeah, 2020. It was, it was pretty, pretty late. Uh, but there was some, some good games of football. Most of the, the games take out the uh, the Giants were, were decided within, you know, 30, 30 points, which is pretty good. Uh, even North Melbourne coming, uh, you know, really giving uh, the Western Bulldogs a bit of a scare and only losing by 21. Your, your boys. Yeah, the the Roo boys, the Roo boys, they're yeah. all over them. Yeah, get around them. They're uh, they're looking a lot better. They they've got to get some players back, and uh, it'll be interesting to see how they go moving forward, especially into twenty twenty four, because I think their supporters have waited enough, and they need them to start competing a little bit more than just a bottom four side. So they have lost twelve in a row and twelve on the trot. So they need to win one in the next uh, few weeks. There's a big game in round eighteen coming up. Uh, for North Melbourne. Big game. And speaking of uh, winning games and losing games on the trot, Port Adelaide uh, really stamped themselves as one of the, the true contenders this year, you know, being challenged early by the, the Cats and uh, coming out in the third quarter. And just, I think, the the first five minutes, there was three possessions to about 30 of just absolute sheer dominance by yeah, Port Adelaide. Geelong, Geelong, no, in the third quarter, yeah. The but third Geelong quarter. started the game they on did fire. They did start well, yeah. And, and it's it funny because, strange. you know, watching that as a, as a Geelong support, obviously, I thought... You know, I was a little bit worried for Port Adelaide. Cause I thought, oh, this is this is what they always seem to do. They they're going well, and then someone comes along and just snaps them back to reality. But they bounce back. They look super impressive in that third quarter, piling on 
a stack of goals and, and really doing a number on the, uh, the you know, Geelong Cats. They did that young midfield and they've got that forward line uh, starting to, to figure it out. They were a bit inaccurate, but uh, they can continue to move forward and they need to finish top two and get the couple of home finals at Adelaide Oval there would be amazing for them. But it would be amazing. And I forgot to ask you, how was uh, Cam Rainer's 100th? You, you went to that game, didn't you? That was a week before, mate. What are you talking 100th? about? 100th? I didn't go on uh, on like, Friday night. You didn't no. go on Friday night? Well, it's in Brisbane. Wasn't that his 100th game? Didn't he invite you for his, his 100th game? <laughs> yeah, well, the week before <laughs> in the 99th, you know that. Um, was, this, was this the 101st, was it? <laughs> it was just these. Oh, so you, he messed it up, did you? Yeah, well, we know that. We, we know that from tell the tell you what, he, the play, he, played, he played well in his 100th. He played all right, and uh, Brisbane got the win. And Sydney actually um, imp- would have impressed because uh, they actually stayed in a game and, and didn't get blown out. So uh, let's get into our review for round 14. Official review. How does it end? We don't know. They kind of lost, but they won as well. I'll just speak about the first game there, Sourceport Adelaide versus Geelong. I, I went with uh, Jason Horn Francis, as everyone would know, on Twitter at Behind the Bound. There's a Google Doc there that uh, has every single one of our bets. So I had Jason Horn Francis more disposals than Tom Atkins. Started with Atkins 7, Horn Francis 1. So that was the first quarter. <laughs> and then uh, Horn Francis got on the bike and uh, got a bit of a lead and led the whole way until Atkins got a couple of one-twos. And then for the last minute and a half, two minutes, Atkins sat one disposal behind Jason Horn Francis, who gave away four or five free kicks, was a very, very angry man on uh, Thursday night, Jason Horn Francis. Uh, but he got the job done in the end. If Atkins had got one more cheapy, it would have been a, a loss due to the draw. But uh, the $1.91... One unit will take that. I'm glad that your bet got up early. More glad that uh, Horn Francis was a little bit uh, grumpy because yeah, he, yeah. his uh, little little tantrum of throwing the football just away like a, a kid or a spoiled brat that's well, had he, there. He's there, a kid. There, it definitely helped me out because he gave a 50 win penalty away to Patrick Dangerfield. <laughs> and uh, I had an anytime goal scorer going off what I said, the trend of them giving away to those smaller... smaller um, uh, goal kickers uh, Gary uh, Rowan uh, Gary Rowan Who I forgot all about Who piled it on early In that third what did he uh, kick that first Three goals three in the first, first. Uh, But giving away Obviously to those Big midfielders Goals as well So 250 slot for me I mean it was great oh, uh, We lost uh, Friday night Geelong But uh, I was up Three units Without spending a cent On that <laughs> <laughs> By, by now, Friday night The strange thing That came out afterwards Is he cracked a rib And had a collapsed lung Or something Yeah, yeah. That was in the second quarter They were saying Yeah and that was Second kicked, quarter He kicked his goal In the third So well done for him For actually staying on the, on the ground and yeah, thank, uh, thank goodness. continuing to go from there. Uh, in the Brisbane-Sydney game, this one was uh, was really interesting because we discussed last week and we both liked Coleman for his overline, which was about 17.5. He ended up with 20, so that was good. I had Bailey for 15+, plus, so he had 26, and Ashcroft 20+. plus. So this was without uh, Daniel Rich and without humour cluggage in that midfield. So Ashcroft, he was on track. He had 15 at the half source and uh, looking really, really good. He only had eight disposals in the second half. So my same game multi got up at 220, but my single bet on Ashcroft over 23.5 lost by 0.5. So he couldn't get it done in the end there. So I just escaped with a, a 0.2 unit profit for that game. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting you talk about the trends of him being at home and obviously his uh, possessions going up and he was on track, but Brisbane just sort of playing with their food a little bit and just sort of, you know, just never in doubt of losing, but uh, teasing their opposition sort of helped with that one. Another trend that we spoke about was the GWS and Fremantle game and them giving away a heap of the pill. And you know, Cornelio I had for 25, Whitfield for 20 and uh, Toby Green. And as I said, and you alluded to that if he gets a lot of the ball, they're going to win easy. And uh, he had 13 touches uh, in the third quarter and I said, oh, this is a nice 
nice and home and <laughs> it came, it came nearly it came, down, it came to, down the to the wire. It was but pretty comfortable in the uh, end. A nice to be little double up. It, it was because once he got that extra, they got over that 15, he got sort of piled it on. Yeah, going, yeah. So $2.10 for me, two units, uh, a win for that was was fantastic. Yeah, my but my bonus bet was thrown out on St Kilda minus 10.5. And, and I think if the rain didn't come, uh, Richmond might have gone a little bit over it. And uh, just interestingly enough in this game, Andrew McWalter, the caretaker coach for Richmond, played under Ross Lyon in 2009-2010, and he just seemed to know exactly how to break that zone open. I think St Kilda tried to push the zone a little bit further towards St Kilda's forward line, uh, and being at the ground live, able to see that really well. Richmond, they just ran through source. They just handball happy and just ran straight through that zone, and there's the recipe on how to beat St Kilda and see if Ross has got any more tricks in his bag for the rest of the season. I mean, it's, uh, t- it's sort of a trend with uh, Ross Lyon sort of teams that once he gets beaten, he doesn't really adjust uh, for, for multiple years actually sometimes. So it'd be interesting to see how he adjusts with that. Uh, speaking of adjustments, I had a bonus bet from the, the uh, Brisbane game on the, the Friday night uh, that we sort of spoke about them not getting over by 40 plus was the leg that let me down. So I was uh, searching through Twitter and saw a couple of uh, different tweets out there, piled together a nice little same game multi, didn't get up. Uh, one leg there, so I lost my bonus. But overall, my leg, did you? Hey, was that one leg? Miss? One leg, yeah. Oh. I had power for nineteen and a half. Uh, Fiorini, uh, power. He killed a lot of uh, little multis I saw over the weekend. Will, Will power. power? Yeah. Oh, did he? What were they going for? Well, twenty plus. No, he got his twenty plus. I thought he only got sixteen. No, no, no. Fiorini only got sixteen. Oh, well, there you go. You might have missed out by two then. Oh, maybe I did. Either way, I was just letting everyone know that I put a bonus bet on our Twitter. That's where we put out our live bonus bet. So make sure you jump on there to follow along with some of that weekend fun, especially recording so early in the week. But for me, positive round. Yeah, we'll we'll have not finished the round. Don't sound surprised. Just uh, a couple of units I had on the the Carlton money line just because uh, I really needed them to win. And they, they ended up in that second quarter. They just got out of the centre goal, out of the centre goal. It was amazing to see. And it's amazing to see players like Patrick Cripps, who's been struggling for weeks, when it's easy and the the footy's just coming and it's just goal after goal, easy to see him, you know, get 30 and 3 and just enjoy his day. And I'm really happy that finally the data and analysis stacks up and the team that should win on the day when they're playing Carlton win. So, um, you know, I don't don't even mind burning uh, two, two units on, on the on the Gold Coast because uh, the trend for the last month, I've been very profitable from back in <laughs> against Carlton. So, uh, But a team coming off the bye uh, never responds well and uh, that trend continued and I'll, I'll be taking advantage of that going into our bet slip in just a moment. Yeah, definitely. So round 14, uh, I profited 2.59 units uh, for a 51% ROI and for the season that's a profit of 16.02 units their source at a 15.8% ROI so that ROI keeps creeping up after that uh, slow start in the first couple of rounds so Hopefully I can just continue to, to build on that bank and uh, continue to grow the units round by round. Yeah, and I had a bit of a betting fatigue from from round 13 because I only stake six units compared to the 17 <laughs> the week before, but it doesn't matter whether I put 17 down, six, three, it, all it does is just rain up profit. So I put down six for the round, returned 1.2 uh, units there, ROI of 20. And for the year, staked uh, still more than you. You still can't catch me from that 17 no. unit week. No. 108 uh, staked for the, for the year and a massive 30 Point three four units return pairs and uh, you know we say massive because if you look around Twitter at some of these other Twitter pages and podcasts and things out there I mean podcasts are a little bit tough because they don't always hold themselves accountable but that's true uh, we, we are absolutely flying with a combined uh, you know combined uh, profit of, of over 46 units compared but massive 30 for me just carrying the team really yeah well it's getting into round 15 source and if we want to beat last year's 120 unit haul we need to keep 
keep growing just and keep, keep getting a move building. along. So, so let's how many? We, 120 last year. Yeah, 77 and uh, 40. You were a 43 plus or geez, something. Geez, like we're that. a good podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that the size of the bets was relatively small. Now bets with an opportunity about 50 metres out. I was with a mate and um, we were getting getting sort of ready to leave and he, he said, um, I think I'm going to whack 10 on on Maxi. Do you want, do you want some as well? And I, I said... And we wouldn't be any of a, we're a great podcast, pairs, but we would be nothing without uh, the specials of all the, the betting agencies. Sinnoh takes a special and goes bang. Yeah, well, don't give them too much of a pump up. Because <laughs> yeah, sometimes someone gets on board and helps us out, it helps support our gambling habit a little bit would be nice. Uh, no, so uh, Tab have have kept the uh, same game multi, but just be careful the dollar ten per leg and the, the two dollars all up for that one. So they've got it for all games. Sportsbet have the three plus leg, one leg fails uh, only Thursday and Friday night matches. Ladbrokes the same as always, just one refund per day on the same game multi, and they've got the mega multi four plus legs if one. Fails, you can get a bonus bet back for that. Neds have the early payout uh, 12 plus at halftime, and I'm sure they'd throw a few other tokens and things around, but uh, <laughs> that's all we've found at the moment. Uh, Blue bet as well have the 12 up special. If you're in ahead at halftime by 12, you get paid early. And it hasn't happened too many times where you've been up at 12 and then that team has lost. So I guess that's why Blue bet are continuing with that uh, promotion because they haven't really lost out on anything just yet. No, they haven't. Uh, there was an interesting thing that uh, Sir Swamp put out during the week of what the ladder would look like if teams, uh, you know, you only played, the game started from the third quarter and all that. And yeah. the ladder doesn't change that much. So it's it's a really good strategy um, for Bet, you know, Blue Bet and all those companies to do that because, as you said, it, it normally salutes if they're up at halftime. Now, the best thing, and Sir Swamp, oh, well, thing, that's, by, one, those that's one of the accounts that I have notifications on for because I just oh, love looking it. at the obscure stats. One of the best things in that, if you haven't done it yet, Source, you click on that tweet. And you read some of the comments because they're like, oh, well, well, what if all games were played uh, <laughs> here and odd and even and stuff? And you know what he does? He chooses like a stupid one and he actually gets the stats out for it and retweets it with, with that tweet underneath. So he, he has a bit of fun with it and uh, people, they're just, they're just really salty online, to be honest. <laughs> Tell you what, he, his, his uh, database and spreadsheet, and I've spent a, a, a stupid amount of time on my spreadsheet just to identify disposals and goals and trends. He's back in AFL history for the, for the last hundred something years. He's, he's, he's got must everything. Be, must be incredibly I don't detailed. think there's anything he doesn't have. No, no. And it doesn't, the, doesn't the commentators on Channel 7 especially always steal his and stats. They never, they and never, no. they never um, give him the credit. So no. I don't know if he actually gets paid by them where they can just say his stats straight away or um, he needs some sort of licensing deal with that if he doesn't have that already. Yeah, he definitely does. All right, let's get into round 15, uh, the second of three buy rounds. Uh, first off, we start off on Thursday Night Football. We love it, but it does put us under pressure coming into uh, not only betting, but uh, getting <laughs> our lives organised to record on a Wednesday night. But Geelong taking on Melbourne, $1.85 favourites uh, Geelong, despite uh, their pretty poor form over the last month. Melbourne, $1.95 after a big win against Collingwood. You know, the, the team deemed to be the Premier already if you ask Collingwood fans minus one and a half is the line uh, and I don't have the over under there because I was on blue bet but the over under is 150 and a half apologies for that so why are we uh, asking Collingwood fans about this game 
Uh, no, because the Melbourne beat uh, last beat week Collingwood. beat Collingwood, so you know, and they've already won the premiership. If you ask anyone, so right. despite them sitting second at the moment, excellent. Well, the the most interesting thing, and I guess for the whole round of what we need to be aware of and speak about, is a stat that you brought up a couple of weeks ago, Source, where uh, it is all over Twitter at the moment as well. The team coming off the bye is really struggling to to get up and win. So the two teams that had the bye last week, Geelong, who lost to Port Adelaide, and Gold Coast, who lost to Carlton. So another two where it's happened. And this season, it hasn't happened where a team coming off the bye has won, except for one game where both teams actually played against each other who were coming off a bye. So yes. we'll be aware of that as well. That, that, and that statistic is over the last 10 years uh, running at 46%. Uh, but over the last, uh, I think it's three years, that's running at almost 80%. So in the modern era, or the last couple of years, the, the, the what they're doing in the lead up to it is really affecting. Uh, but in saying that, Melbourne, in their preparation for this game, uh, they have uh, at Casey Oval, that they've put the dimensions for Geelong to, to try and um, yeah. combat that. They're actually going up, uh, they're up there tonight and they're staying overnight in Geelong, um, like obviously tonight, so to stop that travel time. So they're taking this game really serious because they can't afford to drop this in their, in their top four uh, drive for this year. Yeah, definitely. Uh, there's some some big ins or a big in for Melbourne win. Harrison Petty, who comes back into the side. Uh, Tomlinson's been omitted and, and Stanley comes in for Geelong as well. So uh, to bolster that ruck area and uh, run around in the midfield. So as we said about the bye, Melbourne are the team coming off the bye, but Geelong are travelling back from... Uh, Port Adelaide, even though they did play last Thursday night as well. So there was a seven-day break, uh, ideally. Geelong at home. This is always a decent game where Melbourne got one. Uh, I think it was last year at uh, GMHBA, was it, where they two got over ago. the line two years ago? Where they got, they got home on the last kick of the night, uh, Max Gorn. Yeah, and then there was a time before that where Zach Tui uh, saved the game as well uh, with a kick nice little close after yeah, the yeah. Siren. <laughs> exactly so that was right. good as well. But Gorn last week, he was absolutely fantastic uh, in Melbourne's performance or the last game that they played because he was just sitting behind the ball and able to intercept that as well. And he'll need to do that with uh, Geelong's forward line down at GMHBA. So it'll be interesting to see your trends with the the goal kickers and things. I think for this Thursday night, I'm just going to enjoy two teams that will compete in in September this year. And I'm not going to place a bet in this one, Source. And I'm not even going to look at any uh, any trends or anything because uh, my interest is is peaked just from these two teams playing. Yeah, it should be an exciting game. And uh, realistically, if uh, this stat hasn't really... I mean, I'm spewing that it's sort of all over Twitter at the moment because I did pull this stat up uh, a couple of weeks ago going into the buy round and it's been very profitable uh, in, in, in the lead up to it. But uh, as soon as I saw this, and I've already looked ahead to next week to work out who's got the buy and where there could be some um, you know shifts in the markets. And, and I'm still not betting silly. Like West Coast, obviously. Um, <laughs> West, Coast come, West, Coast, West Coast coming An anomaly, the possibly. Is this possibly an anomaly? But uh, I'm not looking for that. Uh, those sort of trends but Geelong and Melbourne in a game that the bookies have 50-50 why wouldn't I lean on the stats where you know five out of six times despite the the two teams playing each other so five out of five where the the team off the bye uh, loses Geelong coming off the bye uh, sorry, after the bye, coming on to uh, the next week, they uh, actually have a really great straight week. So after the bye, it's almost, I think it's 80% of the time, they don't go 0-2. So uh, they, they, they bounce back after these games. It's in Geelong. The stats put it out for the history. It's a 50-50 game. I'll, I'll take the $2 from Bluebet. Uh, two units on that one, 12 up special, and hopefully they, they do a number on them early, uh, like they did against um, Port Adelaide, but hopefully they can, they can hold that 12 points up. So I'm going with uh, Geelong, two units, um, a little bit of a heart, a little bit of a stats, but uh, back to back. If that trend continues, uh, I'll, I'll be winning three bets pretty clearly this week. Uh, getting, you know, getting into the habit of uh, 
betting on Geelong after hey, you know I, I've bet on them keeping tw- away I've bet, from I've bet on them twice this year and both times profitable you stayed away from them for three months of the season <laughs> and you know you're just going yep bang bang we're well, ready now, to now go. I finally uh, work out they're not very good so I can work out exactly where to put my money but uh, it hasn't been haven't had the luxury of the last 10 years of football where them being a 50-50 shot is not normally a 50-50 shot with the dynasty of Geelong so yeah, um, I'll, I'll take the double up money yeah definitely so uh, Friday night we head to uh, Spud's game uh, for, for mental health awareness, St Kilda versus Brisbane. Yeah, and then um, your girlfriend was just saying your girlfriend, partner, fiance. I don't know what you what your label is. Uh, maybe a sneaky proposal coming, or uh, your partner was saying mother before, of my child, <laughs> mother of your child. I don't know what the title is. Anyway, uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> she was saying that it sold out. Basically, was the, the the premise of that story. So hopefully, she yeah. But when they say sold out, there's still like thousands of spare seats usually. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's still it's a, it's, it's a sellout. So no no walk up start tickets for St Kilda taking on Brisbane. Um, bit surprised this is the Spud game. Uh, Pez, because I thought it, I thought it wouldn't have been this game. I thought they would have done it. Uh, St Kilda Richmond is what they previously had done. Wasn't that it? was uh, Maddie's match. Maddie's match. Okay. Nick Rewald's sister. Has it always been against Brisbane, or is it just just in the lead up or whatever round it falls under? Um, no, I think it was just uh, usually at Marvel Stadium. So whenever it's at Marvel Stadium around this time of year, whoever their opponent is, uh, it's in there. It's not um, ingrained in for many many years. It's only been running for what two two seasons? Yeah, which oh, probably a little bit longer. But it's they've probably just you know worked out Marvel Stadium this time of year in the lead up to sort of mental health awareness and and the, the uh, abundance of calendared events that the AFL has. It's probably difficult to find a game. But St Kilda taking on Brisbane as we said at Marvel two oh five outsiders of the Saints Brisbane a dollar seventy seven uh, three and a half is the line over under one sixty eight and a half pairs. Um, you know Brisbane have had a bit of a hoodoo the last. Uh, the last five or six years travelling to Melbourne. This game's at Etihad. Does that change the, the hoodoo of them coming to Melbourne? Oh, well, we know earlier in the year they lost to the Bulldogs who were struggling at the time uh, at Marvel Stadium and they, they've they been looking really good at the Gabba and they've been struggling away from home. So this is a really interesting game and especially with the odds that you said there because St Kilda started favourites. Uh, it was before last round, yeah, I'm pretty sure. And then it's been fluctuating ever since and every time I load up the app, Brisbane just keep coming in and coming in and coming in. They were $1.90 earlier in the week. They were $1.82 uh, earlier today, and uh, I see them now live at $1.77. So uh, the the punters love Brisbane in this one to, to get the win over a struggling St Kilda. And St Kilda, they just had too many individual players make too many glaring errors last week. They had players that cost goals just from uh, silly kicks and silly, silly errors. And then when it actually... They decided, oh, it's going to rain and we're going to actually man up Nick Vlosten who t- took eight marks in one quarter, eight intercept marks in defence. Then they actually got back into the game and were able to do something, but they needed to do it earlier. Uh, in this one, I, I can't put a bet out yet because I'm really looking forward again to the over-under disposals for the, the, for the Brisbane side. We've got Hugh McCluggage who is probably going to come back in his source. So you've got to think, last week I was all over uh, Ashcroft, Zach Bailey and um, Coleman with two of them getting over their line and uh, Ashcroft missing by one. So this week I'm, I'm looking at St Kilda, who give up a lot of disposals. I think Zach Bailey's role could possibly change, even though he had a stellar game last week with 26 disposals. At Marvel, under the roof, he might play a little bit more forward, so I'd be wary of his line. I wouldn't go the under. I wouldn't bet that. Um, especially against St Kilda, but I don't think I'd take the over. I'm looking at players like Coleman again uh, to go over his line. I'm hoping it sits at around 17 and a half and they haven't bumped it up too much. If it's not that, it'll be something around 15 plus disposals in a same game multi. Darcy Wilmot, 
uh, back there as well. Uh, I think he can get a bit of the pill and he's shown that uh, in the last couple of weeks and he uses the ball pretty well as well. So we go from there and I'd be interested in some of their midfielders in Lockie Neal and uh, uh, McCluggage. But if their line's too high, uh, I'm just going to stay away from it there. So I'll probably throw a same game multi together with 15, 20 plus disposals with the Brisbane players. Maybe a, a Jack Sinclair for St Kilda as well. It's really interesting that you say that, uh, looking at what we know about St Kilda and the way that they play football. Brisbane traditionally aren't a team that, that collect a lot of the pill. They, they're very they're a lot more direct. They don't stuff around with it. They play a very direct sort of game of football. But the bookies definitely are on to this trend. So, you know, you look at a couple of those players that normally would sit about, a, you know, in the 15 possession market, like Coleman, probably sitting last week, I think it was $1.60. You'll, you'll watch that come in a, quite a dramatic... Um, uh, amount not just because he, he got over that pretty easily last week but also the St Kilda factor so be really careful when you're looking at trends because sometimes the the bookies are onto them and they can um, make things uh, make a little bit of money out of that for you not really uh, following that trend along yeah well Coleman I think a dollar dollar thirty five last week into a dollar twenty this week already yeah, which is a huge thing for considering that you know if you look at any other week he wasn't sitting at that ten cents difference so that's a, that's a huge difference um, I'm, I'm gonna probably I'll probably do the same sort of thing and look at the disposal market and see if the bookies are continuing to adjust and see if we can get some money for that way look for a live bet out on Twitter for that one definitely targeting some of those mids um, but as I said Brisbane don't really use the mids a lot so looking probably more of their defense and those back wingers uh, to, well, to get some of the pill yeah and what we're hoping for in this game is St Kilda do play their zone at about the halfway point and then Brisbane have to chip it between the back line and you know get those uncontested marks and and get those possessions up so that's the trend we're kind of after but we'll we'll see if that plays part on Friday night yeah and speaking of trends if you look at sports bet at the moment uh, Brisbane sit a dollar 75 you mentioned earlier in the week but uh, as early as yeah yesterday or sorry, as late as yesterday they were sitting at a uh, dollar 95 and I picked them up at blue bet a dollar 95 same theory they're coming off the the buy St Kilda uh, two weeks uh, are they coming off the bye, actually? They no, are, no, no, they're not. Sorry. Both played last no, week. No, sorry, there's a different game that, that I was going for that. This one here, the stat I'm looking at is that, you know, we think Brisbane as being this team that's actually not really good in Melbourne, and then they're not. Uh, but if you look at the, the, the percentage that they play, uh, Docklands or Etihad or Marvel or, or Colonial or whatever you want to call it compared to the <laughs> MCG, there's a huge difference in the win percentage. So at Docklands, they're actually sitting at 40%. Uh, you know, the, the, the amount of times over the last 10, 15 years that they've played at, at one of the those formerly named stadiums, compared to 28% at the MCG. So, a bit so, of a so there's a different a boost, but there's a different, uh, there's a bit of a boost, but there's a range of reasons. So the teams that they're playing aren't those big those big clubs at the MCG. If they're going to get any blockbuster games of a team that's any good at the MCG, a Melbourne team, generally they're both travelling pretty well. You know, you look at your Melbournes, you look at your Carlton, you look at your Essendon. If they're both travelling well, they're playing there. So them playing at Docklands, oh, I really like. Again, flip of the coin, you've got a top eight, top four side at the moment versus a team that's uh, just inside the eight i'll take the the dollar 95 on blue bet two units yeah all right uh, best of luck i'll be there friday night and uh very interested to see how the teams perform Speaking of very interesting, uh, this one here, I'm interested in the uh, discrepancy in odds versus the line pairs. Talking about Sydney taking on West Coast, you know, a uh, one of the the historical battles for interstate uh, oh, teams over the last 10, 15 the years in the mid 2000s. Dollar uh, four favourites are the the Swans, so pretty much free money there if you ask anyone. Eleven dollars fifty outsiders the West Coast Eagles. I'm a bit surprised with the line at minus forty and a half. First time in a while that forty uh, forty nine and a 
a half oh, is, is yes. the line. So over under 169 and a half. I'm surprised that this uh, line is as low as it is compared to what the the total for head-to-head is because uh, I feel like in the last couple of weeks we've had huge lines of the 50 and 60 mark. And this one here with the, you know, the rumours of uh, the West Coast getting four premiership defenders back in has really shifted the market. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm really interested in this because the line uh, came out at 55 and a half when I saw it um, the early last crunched. week. And it's been crunched in five points. So uh, I, I'm really liking uh, the line depending on the team lineup. So I want to have a look at that. Uh, this is at the SCG, so um, oh, and a twilight in the afternoon. So maybe a, a check of weather closer to the Saturday. And if that weather's looking fine and the, the teams, there's not too much change, I will be chucking a unit on the, the Sydney at minus 49.5, their source. But I haven't locked it in just yet because I, I want to lock in – well, I can't even lock in my next bet. And the reason I can't lock it in – is because I'm looking at goal scorers and I'm looking at goal scorers against the West Coast Eagles because teams usually score a lot. So it'll be weather dependent and it'll be player dependent because in some bookies, they've got no Lance Franklin in the in the lineup. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in some bookies, they do have Lance Franklin priced up for, yeah. for goal scorers. So uh, there's just discrepancies everywhere. So if you are betting goal scorer bets, make sure you shop around and make sure you try and get the best price with the bookies that are available to you. So for example, I'm looking at uh, Hayden McLean and he's a key forward. He's he's scored something in every game uh, from round seven onwards and he, he gets a few shots at goal. He's kicked multiple goals in a couple of those games in the last month as well. So he's a dollar ninety six at Ladbrokes and Neds to get two plus goals. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a dollar eighty nine at Sportsbet for two plus goals, and at Bet three six five, he's a dollar fifty seven. So that is a big stretch in discrepancy for for McLean. Uh, for three plus, he's four dollars at Neds, three dollars eighty at Sportsbet, and two dollars seventy at Bet three six five. So dis- I, I don't difference. know what what they're thinking. If they're Bet three six five, are they thinking Buddy's going to play and then he won't get as as much of the pill? But I'm going to lock in uh, two plus goals. Hayden McLean, $1.96 at Ladbrokes or Neds if weather is clear and if Buddy Franklin is not in that lineup. Yeah, okay. So so doing uh, wait until the team lineouts and see where the discrepancies are, picking up some hopefully some bargains and some value and because sometimes that happens when the, the teams are released, they don't adjust the bar the the bookies straight away. Yeah, not straight away. So you've got to be quick with it. Yeah, um, be quick. Tomorrow night when the teams are announced and you can probably um, get a feel for the teams on the team's social media and things before that six twenty five mark when it comes out on the news. Yeah, I I actually tend to disagree a little bit uh, with the, the the shots inside goal um, so obviously you know you, West Coast people are piling it on with West Coast at the moment they get their uh, midfield back sorry their midfield back there their back line potentially back which should um should put a little bit more order in there. If you look at the amount of um, inside 50s that West Coast give away, they, they give away the most in the league, almost 70 per game, I think it is, which is which is ex- absolutely ridiculous that they're giving away so many um, inside 50s. But if you look at how many goals that they give away per inside 50, uh, it's about 30 versus their inside 50. So it's about 30 per game that they're giving away. If you look at Sydney on those the reverse that, they sit in bottom five in the league. So they actually don't get a lot of inside 50s and scoring shots from their inside 50s. So I like your theory of picking those bigger players going further back out and those, you know, buddy from outside 50, like we've, we've talked many times before. But I'll, I'll pro- I'm not putting a bet on this game, but I probably actually would be leaning for uh, a, 
a bit of the the market adjustment that I don't think has been there. And looking about two ninety for uh, Sydney, one to thirty nine. Sydney haven't been impressive. I know that there will be a lot of talk into last week how they were competitive against Brisbane. As I said, I think Brisbane uh, just sort of played with their foot a little bit. They didn't really put the foot down. They were coming off, uh, you know, looking looking at a buy going forward. So I'll be uh, over that one potentially once the the lineups up. I don't want to. Can't my uh, put all my eggs in one basket and then not have all the names be released back into the lineup? So I'll be leaning towards that one, Pez. Yeah, you can't be locking in anything too early with, uh, especially these buy rounds as well. There's some strange things happening and uh, strange things with Freeman on Essendon over at Subiaco with some of the odds here as well. Yeah, again, another fluctuating market. Um, I think the stats coming out about the buy has really shifted things as well. I think that's been all over the media. $1.71 uh, favourites are the Dockers at SPS Stadium. Essendon, Outsiders, 214, uh, minus 4.5 is the line. Over under, 156.5. The Bombers this week have been talking heaps about their logo, but they really should be talking about uh, the way their team's uh, travelling because the way that they're playing, they're sitting six at the moment. They've already surpassed their, their over under total wins for the season. That was sitting about seven and a half they, they got eight now they, they could really sit uh, get a couple of sneaky wins here focus on the football and set themselves up for a September uh, visit which we know has how that's uh, fared in the past but again that's well. a lot better than expectations from the year I don't know why they're bringing up the logo this year but uh, <laughs> uh, what, what are your thoughts about the actual game let's let's put the logo aside there Pez yeah, really interesting one for mine because uh, Essendon are travelling over after the buy and, and Fremantle were absolutely horrendous last week against GWS. Did not even put up a fight uh, over at Giant Stadium. So uh, I'm expecting Fremantle to bounce back with their midfield with uh, Sarong and Brayshaw. And uh, I think Big Darcy is a chance to come back in this week. And if Darcy is in, uh, there's a there's a good chance Fremantle can, can get the job done against Essendon. I, I'll be leaning towards putting a bet out at Fremantle 1-39 at sitting at $2.18 uh, because I just don't think with their offense and with the way Essendon do move the ball, uh, I'm not sure how it, it can go uh, over the 40-plus there. Um, they can, definitely can be beaten by 40-plus, don't get me wrong, but I think the value is is better with the 1-39 at two eighteen. The other ones that I'm looking at is... Frio just to win the first quarter source is $1.72. But Frio at the quarter time line, minus 0.5, which is literally the same bet, just worded differently, is $1.86. So it's 14 cents difference. So this is another example of shop around for the best odds because you can do literally the same bet and you gain 14 cents on the bookie. Yeah, it, it's very smart to, to shop around and find where they, there are those anomalies in the market. That's a great little pick there. Uh, I love you thinking in this one. I'm a little bit staggered at the way the odds uh, have actually drifted out. They opened earlier in the week at a dollar sixty-five, and I saw that and I thought, geez, that's that's going to come in a lot more. That's going to be sitting about dollar forty by the end of things. Uh, you know, Fremantle were very disappointing last week, uh, but travelling away at home, they've really started to to adjust the way that they play. Uh, they're allowed to drop one here and there. Essendon coming off the buy though is what I'm really focusing on. So. Lock in, blue bet, two units, 171. I know I'm being boring with just picking winners, but sometimes you've got to stay simple. As you said, the, the buy rounds can cause a lot of differences in styles of play, and it's when they have that week off and people are going, they're going to try things and adjustments. But Fremantle, at home, a you know a side that we thought were going to be a top eight side, playing a team that we thought were probably going to be a bottom eight side, uh, $1.71 odds, I love that. So uh, lock me in for, for that two units. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be thinking about something about the 12-up uh, special as well, depending on the... The teams with Darcy coming back in, so uh, that that gets us through to Sunday, where we've got two big matchups here. 
Yeah, we do. Uh, Collingwood taking on Adelaide. Uh, last time these two teams met, it was an absolute cracker of a game. One of the games of the year, uh, of course. Uh, Collingwood scraping through last quarter comeback. But uh, Collingwood t- uh, favourites, $1.32 favourites. 340 outside is the Crows. Minus 20.5 is the line. Over under, 166.5. This game, of course, is in Melbourne. Adelaide are one of those teams that uh, the Jekyll and Hyde, similar to Brisbane, but uh, they are two different sides. Home and away, Adelaide. Yeah, it's been massive, Adelaide. Uh, they have got a couple of wins. They got a win in Tasmania against Hawthorne but they stole that in the end and Hawthorne probably should have got that win too so Adelaide have been absolutely horrendous away from home and Collingwood are they going to be looking to capitalize and uh, especially with Darcy Moore in that team he's uh, the most important player for them uh, coming across that back line Uh, I was looking at some odds because I was trying to see you know where I would lean towards I'm not putting a bet on this one but I'll be looking at the halftime or quarter time line in in Adelaide's favour because I think that their their team's good enough that they can start decently, uh, but they they've been really poor at finishing off games when they're they're playing away. For example, they had a five goal lead against GWS and ended up losing the game. They had a five goal lead against the Gold Coast Suns up in Darwin and ended up losing the game as well. They had a big lead against Hawthorne, ended up losing the lead and stealing it back at the end. So they do have that trend. I think Collingwood are coming off a, a loss from the. Um, Queen's birthday, both coming off buys, which is really interesting. And at Collingwood's home ground, the MCG, I just can't lock in anything just yet. Yeah, it's an interesting game because Adelaide are a great team. They're fun, they're exciting, their forward line's very potent, but... They are a completely different side away from home. Collingwood, you know, they're, they're the ladder leaders. They've been the, the cream of the crop all year. Uh, they've persevered through tight games. They've blown teams out that they should be, you know, should have been competitive against. They had a setback setback last week. Uh, yeah, sounds feels like a miles ago last last Queen's birthday. Well, it was because uh, it was two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. <laughs> so, but they're they're coming off the bye. So it's an interesting one. This one because you know Adelaide could bounce back. But uh, you know, for me, I'll waiting till the teams come out. I just uh, for. for betters out there we talk about St Kilda giving away a heap of possessions to oppositions Uh, Adelaide they contain uh, they give away the least amount so they're 30 under the average AFL uh, disposal rate so the average AFL disposal per game is 363 they're sitting at 339 so it's not quite 30 but just under but they give away the least and Collingwood sit about midway mid table just a little bit above the AFL average so just be mindful in this just you know about the the way the game will play out that Collingwood will probably come out a little bit sluggish so they're not going to give away a heap of disposals Uh, so just be mindful of that rather than just uh, chucking it on chucking everyone in the same game multi yeah, just yeah. be very mindful of the opposition. We always talk about the the betting advantages, but sometimes uh, there's some uh, some deficits as well. You're playing there, so no bet in that one. For no you bet at, at the, the moment. moment. In this one, if no. anything, I might have a dabble with the Adelaide line coming off a buy, but probably not. Yep, yep. Uh, Gold Coast Hawthorne to round out uh, round fifteen. Gold Coast Hawthorne, as you said, uh, rounded off a dollar twenty nine favourites are the Suns. Hawthorne three sixty two outsiders minus twenty three and a half is the line over under one sixty eight and a half. Uh, not much to really say with this one. Uh, you know, uh, two teams that are sitting uh, quite low in the the equation. Uh, GWS coming off, a, sorry, GWS Gold Coast coming off a really disappointing loss against Carlton against uh, you know a team that's below them. Uh, and Hawthorne, well, I think that they've had their four wins for the year, so they're they're pretty much done. So it's a, a bit of a dead rubber to me. Yeah, well, Hawthorne impressed me against Brisbane Live the the other week with their young midfield and Gold Coast. They're in a they're in a definite bounce back spot because uh, they would have been ridiculed during the week to let that happen at the MCG in front of a decent crowd with the Carlton members uh, showing up for that game. So 
Uh, I don't mind the odds. I don't. I hate the head-to-head odds here, Source. $1.29 for Gold Coast. I wouldn't be touching that. But uh, you can get some value in the 1 to 39 markets as well. So Gold Coast 1 to 39 is paying 218. And I think that could be seen as a little bit of value. So again, I'll, I'll wait and see and see if I'll lock that in. Uh, and post that to Twitter and pop that on the spreadsheet or um, just leave it depending on what happens. Yeah, I talked last time Hawthorne played about the trends in that and how we've got it. You know, the, the, all year they've been giving up four or more goals to key forwards. Yes. I picked the picked the wrong bloke with the, the last time with Hipwood, but the trend still followed. Uh, be very weary looking into this game. If you look at the market for four or more goals, you've got Ben King sitting 280. 280 pairs to kick four or more goals, Disgusting. which which is which is horrible odds. Next closest is uh, Jack Lacocious at 480. If you look at him for three goals, you're sitting at dollar 68 for King and 240 for Lacocious. So the bookies are very aware of this trend. If you want to find some value and still take advantage of that, jump on to the any call any time goal scorer first quarter. Ben King sits at a dollar 81. And if you look at the trend uh, of Hawthorne, they give a lot of the those goals away quite early, uh, yeah. and then they make that adjustment. So uh, you know Ben. King or even Jack Lacocious first quarter to get 220 uh, sorry to, to get a goal 220 or $1.81 that's where I might lean if I'm uh, you know I'm rolling around in my green on, on the yeah. Saturday and I'm a little bit bored so uh, but just be very weary that the, the, the market is very aware of them at leaking goals to key forwards yeah I wouldn't be touching some of those odds for the 4 plus and the, and the 3 plus this is where uh, bookies I really hate what they do <laughs> if they offer one side of the market you've got to offer the other side and I know they don't have to I'm just saying that they have to. It'd be great for punters if they did because I'd be going all over um, Lacocious not to kick three goals uh, at, what, $2.40 it might be on the the other side. So there'd be some great value in that and that's obviously why, not a good business model, why they don't do it. Yeah, I mean, I wish they would bring back the old tab bet that used to be there. Any player to kick five goals, yes or no, uh, because that, that offered some great value. If you, you know, you kicked no, put, put no every week, uh, that, well, that's how you cleaned up all your money, wasn't it? The anytime five, Look, five goals? Oh, I can't remember over the years. <laughs> with the way wasn't that up. the big one where they, they put it for every game for no player to get five goals? Uh, that was the 40 disposal. 40 market. disposal. But the same thing, you, you were one. able to, to, to tip the deficit and say no, that they weren't. Very similar to the over under. Uh, great market, and it would be amazing if a, a bookie ever did that. but. Uh, there's reasons that they don't. Oh, after that 40 disposal <laughs> debacle where it had to go through the Northern Territory Commission and then all punters got paid out, uh, they won't be making that mistake anytime soon. No, they definitely won't. Uh, have you got anything cheeky for the game? I know uh, we both haven't put a heap of bets on being Wednesday and as early as it is. Definitely jump on our Twitter. You'll be able to find all our live bets there and uh, you know some some different advice as well for, for how you're punting. Our TikTok may be a little bit uh, slow this week with the the, the uh, not many bets out there, Pez. But, yeah, we can uh, put some discussions up there or something, depending. We'll see what, see what uh, the social media manager is able to come up with and put out the, the young kid that we've got is, as the intern. Yeah, he's doing a good job, that bloke. Is he? Yeah. Are you happy with him? I don't mind his little performance. Yeah, uh, but anything cheeky this week, Pez? Uh, no, nothing nothing cheeky at all for me. I, I, mean, um, I mean, I know if you combine mine and yours, all of them together, you could get odds about $81. So you're, no, you're making an absolute packet. You're not be, don't be doing that. Don't be combining all the bets because that's just ridiculous. You're not going to um, You can't get win. $81 odds anyway. But you're not going to win long term anyway, so... 
um, yeah, go from there. Uh, hopefully, you you've enjoyed that little because well, it's a little round, isn't it? Yeah, round fifteen. A is little, it buy, the buy rounds finished now? No, nah, one more this? one more next week of one buy more. rounds. Uh, and what's what's even better next week is that uh, we uh, our part time jobs finish uh, soon, That's so right, we yes. will be able to get uh, on the day recordings, a couple of bevies into us, and uh, a little bit more research and not running against the clock. So we'll have more information next week. We'll have more bets, I'm sure. And hey, uh, don't put pressure on me to put my, more bets down. I'm not putting money on stuff. Oh, I don't I'll Come have on. more bets. Oh, yeah, you have your, your 17 I'm, units. I'm, I'm back to my 17 unit best pairs. That's what happened. Is I had that week off work because I was sick, and uh, 17 units was the was the response. Well, this round with the thing, it's like uh, it's like we're England. We've we've declared declared this round in the first innings, and then go on to lose the match. How ridiculous is that by by the Poms? Oh, basball. Basball. That's what they're calling it. That's that. That's what they're all wrapped about. Basball. You know, the great way of playing. It's all about you think you'll win, you will win. Uh, so we we'll just have to get the source mentality. Source ball. Well, well the, that's not the right. Aussies. The <laughs> <laughs> source balls. I think that's my nickname in high school. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and on that note, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to get out of here. So I'm in Bez. Peace out. I'm still source. We'll catch up next time. No.